1: The Miami Dolphins are on a short week in week 12, which means it is time for us to expeditiously start our prep for Black Friday and the New York Jets plus the season debut of in-season hard knocks featuring the Miami Dolphins yesterday and my thoughts.
0: You are locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All
1: right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to the everydayers, because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. We don't just say it, we live it. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create account. Use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase on last minute tickets. Lowest prices, guaranteed. Jets Week Twelve Friday forty eight hours out, approximately, approximately, recording around noon on Wednesday. And we'll finish the film review of the Dolphins against the Raiders, offense and defense. That was the last couple of days. We did a post game. We have crossover Thursday tomorrow on Thanksgiving with John Butchko of Locked On Jets. Just finished recording that. Uh, A great conversation. So there's a lot of great stuff in the buildup to this Black Friday game for Miami, which of course the Dolphins at seven and three are facing the four and six New York Jets with a lot on the line. So let's start with the New York Jets. I want to get into hard knocks and talk about uh, Coach Camp and Tyree Kill and Nacho Gate and Mike McDaniel and Tua Tunga, like all of it. I want to talk about all of it as much as we possibly can, but we have to start with the Jets. right? Because we have crossover Thursday tomorrow. But this Jets team, 4-6, and quarterback change, rubber's about to meet the road for the New York Jets. And and here's what I would say for any Dolphins fan that is expecting Miami to go up and wax New York. Expect a dogfight. I do. I genuinely expect New York, with their season on the line, to put forth... A very competitive effort, particularly defensively, where they actually have teeth as a football team. And some of what Miami has perpetually done throughout the course of the past month or so uh, feeds into a more competitive football game than I think you would look at the records and expect or look at the Jets' offense and expect. This is a Jets team that still is top eight in the NFL in turnovers with 16 defensively. They happen to turn the ball over quite a bit on their own, and if the Dolphins can continue their own trend there, maybe it breaks breaks this uh, anticipation that I have for a very closely contested football game. But uh, the Jets are fifth in the league in points per drive defensively. They're fourth in the league in yards per drive. They're eighth in the league in yards per drive. They've only given up five rushing touchdowns all season long. Their 10 interceptions are eighth in the league. They're adjusting net yards per attempt. adjusted net yards per attempt, or 5th in the league, best defensively. They're 5th in the league in red zone scoring defensively. 41% of trips to the red zone, and in touchdowns, 12-29. of There's ample reason to believe the New York Jets, which are still 11th in the league in scoring defense, and still have a very competitive group, a lot of speed defensively, Including on the second level, which, you know, based off of hearing Mike McDaniel speak on Wednesday to the media earlier today, didn't get the warm and fuzzies for Rob Hunt playing in this football game against Quinn and Williams up front. Uh, there's much more enthusiasm for Austin Jackson and Lester Cotton playing in this game. And obviously Connor Williams is back in Toronto Armstead. So, okay, you you're you're looking potentially Lester Cotton, Connor Williams, Lee Meichenberg is your interior trio again against the Jets. With all of the speed, with C.J. Mosley and Quincy Williams and Jordan Whitehead at safety, this is a group that you're going to struggle to get on top of if you're running the ball to the perimeter. And I hope the Dolphins learned whatever lessons they needed to learn from the Kansas City Chiefs game, because these edge guys for the Jets are built from the same cloth. They're big. Franklin fires is big. Jermaine Johnson is big if you're going to block these guys with wide receivers, they need to give a better effort than what they gave against Kansas City. So all of this, I'm, I'm just saying, like, let's not sleep on the Jets because Tim Boyle's starting a quarterback. Now, maybe Tim Boyle comes out and throws three pick sixes and, and the Dolphins romp. But the Jets, are they're playing for their lives here. It's a short week. They're making a quarterback change on a short week. I realize how desperate that is. And you got Nathaniel Hackett's moving up to the box. Uh, they, they are literally just throwing anything and everything. As you're, you're following the the New York Jets' beat, talking about the changes that the Jets are making. They're throwing so much change at their process to try to jumpstart this offense in any degree. So for as much as, as flowers as you give to this defense, they are 30th in the league at scoring offense, 15 points per game. From a touchdowns perspective... Uh, Just to put it in context, they've scored 11 touchdowns all season. They've scored 11 touchdowns in 10 games. Uh, They scored one against uh, the the Bills, courtesy of a short field. Their last one before that was a 59-yard catch and run from Brees Hall. Brees Hall scored their last three touchdowns and four of their last five. The other one of the five was a, a fumble return for a touchdown by the defense. The last player not named Brees Hall to score an offensive touchdown for the New York Jets was Alan Lazard on October 1st. There's a lot of putridness going on in this Jets offense. And Tim Boyle, now you're making a quarterback change. You're changing where your offensive coordinator is going to be. I understand the the excitement to play the the Jets offensively, and I, I have it too because the Jets are banged up offensively. Uh, from an offensive line perspective, uh, the numbers for Jets wide receivers not named uh, Garrett um, Garrett Wilson as far as production thus far this season is amongst the most paltry. I, I think they have all wide receivers combined not named Garrett Wilson have combined for less than 400 receiving yards this year. So you, you look at the matchup and you love the way the Dolphins defense is playing 260 yards per game the last three weeks. Uh, they've turned it up. They have four consecutive games with at least one turnover after being very limited in that regard early in the season. But the human element of this football game is that the New York Jets are, are uh, they're gonna give you everything. So they they ran a fake punt against the Bills. You, you probably get a some kind of fake. You you're gonna get fourth downs that they're gonna go for in short yardage situations. Uh, they know they gotta go. Like the pressure's on the, the entire Jets team is in the pressure cooker. So expect an inspired effort uh, and expect the unexpected. And because of that, plus the Dolphins' own habits, you know last time the Dolphins played a game without a turnover was week three against the Broncos when they had seven hundred and twenty six yards offense and scored seventy points. Every game since two Buffalo, three, New York Giants, one Carolina Panthers, one Philadelphia Eagles, two New England Patriots, one Kansas City Chiefs, three, Las Vegas Raiders. And I think the maddening thing about a lot of these is they are self-inflicted errors. They are very easily avoidable. Two is fumble, very easily avoidable. The fumble at the start of the second half against the New England Patriots, very easily avoidable. Turnovers coming out of taking the ball. If you're going to take the ball to start the second half, if you're going to defer every time, then you darn well better make sure you don't turn the ball over in the first play of the second half. And that's happened twice to the Dolphins in the last three games. That's not the kind of stuff you're going to do against this Jets team and and get away with it. Or maybe you do, but it's going to make life a lot more stressful for a lot of people. So I knew when I wanted to talk about the Jets, the first thing that I wanted to focus on is is don't make assumptions with this Jets team because they're desperate. You you could see it in everything that they're doing. We'll talk a little bit more about the Jets, and we'll talk a little bit of hard knocks coming up here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. If you're in the Mid-Atlantic and impromptu decide you'd maybe like to catch the game, go to MetLife, see the Dolphins play on Black Friday. You're running out of time, but I got good news for you because Game Time is here to make sure you can get tickets at the last minute for all of your desired sporting events. They give you complete peace of mind with your purchase, and they are committed and obsessed to finding ways to save you money. Here's what I love about Game Time: You can get the, the sight lines from your phone before you buy the seats. And they give you the final price up front, so there's no surprise fees when you go to checkout, put in your card, and magically the cost is 2x what it showcased when you were looking at the listing in the first place. GameTime uh, has flash deals on sponsored events for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy theater, and more. And it is the go-to destination for you to get last-minute tickets even an hour after the event starts. Those tickets are still available on Game time. Game GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time, we'll credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the game time app, create an account use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. That is download the game time app, create an account use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed.
0: or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. So, just some
1: quick trends on this New York Jets football team before we switch gears and go to hard knocks. Um, The blood in the water that you should smell is uh, from a turnover's perspective against Tim Boyle. And Tim Boyle has uh, quite the what's the best way to phrase this Uh, robust (laughs) uh, resume. As an NFL player, he has started three career games, all the Detroit Lions in 2021. He threw for 526 yards in those three games. He threw three touchdowns and six interceptions. His career adjusted net yards per attempt, which is passing yards minus sack yards, accounting for touchdowns and accounting for turnovers. Adjusted net yards per attempt. So effectively, the more comprehensive, how efficient you are, what are you getting per drop back or per attempt? For his career is 1.98. 1.98 adjusted yards per pass attempt for a career that includes 120 pass attempts. You go back to his college resume, and it is extensively concerning. But here's where it does get weird for Miami. What do you have? What do you have to work with with Tim Boyle? You know structurally what this Jets offense wants to be based off the film that they put out this year. His 14 attempts for 33 yards against Buffalo last week. It's not a lot to work with. The sample size is incredibly small. How does he handle the onboarding on a short week? What do they do differently? What extra wrinkles do they put in? I don't know. What I do know is the Dolphins should have an expectation to have similar success against the run as what they did against the Raiders. Outstanding defensive performance. Outstanding against the run. Held Josh Jacobs to 36 rushing yards. Brees Hall and company. Uh, Brees Hall is very much a boomer bust type of player, and I think that's where it still is just a little unsettling for you coming into this game, knowing that, that Brees Hall is a feast or famine, but he is an explosive play player. And if you put him in a position To hit an explosive play on you, he can flip the field and they can steal points in a hurry. So, open field tackling is, I think, something that's going to be essential for the Dolphins in this football game. Really, you you dial this down to three skill players that you need to account for. For New York. uh, Brees Hall has 148 touches thus far this season, 840 yards from scrimmage. Garrett Wilson has 58 touches. 57 of those were receptions for 657 yards and two scores. There's only one other player on this Jets depth chart that has touched the ball more than 35 times through the first 10 games, so that's 3.5 touches per game, and it's Dalvin Cook. You remember Dalvin Cook? I remember Dalvin Cook. I remember investing a lot of time and conversation into Dalvin Cook, and I remember being told quite effusively that Dalvin Cook was bad when he was reported to be coming to Miami, and then he was good when he was reported to be going to the Jets. And that he was coming to Miami and then he was going to New York and then Miami didn't want him. And so the saga I don't miss of the offseason, right? It's just the conjecture of walking in a circle, talking yourself in a circle, depending on what the news cycle says at any given point in time. Dalvin cook has 59 touches for 209 yards this year. He's averaging 3.3 yards per carry and 3.5 yards per touch. If you're keeping score at home, that stinks. Uh, Dalvin does not have juice left. Um, and you as a Dolphins fan should root for as much of Dalvin Cook as you can possibly get. Like the Dalvin Cook revenge game, quote-unquote. You should root for as big of an opportunity as he can get because the it is tangible, the difference between what he brings to the table and what Brees Hall brings to the table. Brees Hall is a big-time threat with the ball in his hands. Uh, Dalvin signed, obviously, the the contract there. And his trends from a usage perspective uh, have dwindled. The last time he got double-digit touches was week three against the Patriots. Two touches for 13 yards last week against Buffalo. Four touches for 26 yards against the Raiders. Three touches for eight yards against the Chargers. Two touches for five yards against the Giants. Four touches for 14 yards against Philadelphia. It's It's been bad. But from a volume perspective, that's it. You know, nobody else is over thirty-five touches thus far this season. You know, they're a very lopsided group. I think that that plays into Miami's hands. You, you're banking on other players, whether it be Alan Lazard, uh, Xavier Gibson, who's taking on an emerging role as an undrafted rookie for that group. But even still, he's primarily a special teams player. Special teams is another area where you do get a little bit of the heebie-jeebies with this game, just because Jake Bailey's been super bipolar by- with his punts all season long. one's 32 yards and a shank out of bounds. The next one's a pipe bomb for 65. I'm not kicking to him at all. Gibson's been pretty productive in the return game as a returner. Uh, He's averaging 21 yards per return, uh, but he's averaging 10 yards per return on punt returns and has the 65-yard touchdown that was ran back against Buffalo in week one in overtime that won the game. Don't play that game script. Don't play that game. If you want to play the Chargers game script against the Jets, I'm all for it. And that was about as unsexy of a win and unfulfilling as a win as you could possibly have. The Chargers against the Jets had less first down 17 to 14. They rushed 21 times for 84 yards. They had half the passing yardage as the New York Jets. They were 16 to 30 for 136 yards. They were sacked five times. They had 191 yards of total offense but they did not turn the ball over. They were less penalized than the Jets and they won the game by 21 points. That's the script. So for me, this game is about self-awareness of who you're playing and it's the parallel to Mike McDaniel taking the field goal against the Raiders. I usually don't kick there, but with the game being what it is, we took the points. This 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 whole 60-minute affair should be well We normally don't do it this way, but it's because you don't want to play with your food and get overly cute or overly aggressive and have it turn around and bite you in the tail. And this is the kind of game that that can happen against a desperate team with nothing to lose, who plays good defense, creates turnovers, and is good in the red zone. Get your points where you can, and don't shoot yourself in the foot. We are going to talk hard knocks. Next, here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, uh, season uh, of the in-season featuring the Miami Dolphins made its debut last night on HBO and Max. And uh, I had some thoughts. We're talking about them here on uh, Locked on Dolphins. Stick with us. Watching football is always more entertaining when you have something to root for, and that's why you should be plugged in on prize picks. Prize picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's you against the numbers. It is not you battling thousands of other players. You just pick more or less on two to six player stat projections, and you can watch the winnings roll in. So if you were to sit down on Thursday, tomorrow with the Thanksgiving games and pick more or less on six player stat projections across the NFL, and they offer a bevy of sports and stats and projections for you to pick from to string together for your prize picks picks. But if you were to just do football and hit on six, you can win 25 times your money with prize picks. And if you're like me, you like a good return on investment. This can be that for you and keep you entertained on Thanksgiving, on Friday night, on Sunday without the Dolphins playing, whenever it may be. You can uh, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on and use code locked on in the for first deposit match of up to $100 uh, and test your skill, get your payouts, two to six player pro- stat projections, up to 25 times your money. That is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL for first deposit match of up to $100. Hard Knocks was fun. Uh, Hard Knocks was a lot of fun. There were a couple of things that we learned in Hard Knocks uh, with the season debut. We learned that Tyreek Hill's hand injury against uh, the Raiders uh, first started much sooner than the fourth down. Uh, There was a play earlier in the game in which he caught the ball, hurt his hand, came out, said he messed his hand up. And I'm paraphrasing for Tyreek. Uh, because it's a family program. And uh, they put him back in the game. And then the fourth down happens. He gets his x-rays. They say it's all good. Uh, Crisis averted for Miami. But it's just always kind of interesting to to find out the true transgression of events. And for Tyreek Hill, everybody looks at this fourth down, and Tyreek says he kind of got his hand dinged. Um, And he did get smacked on that play, but it wasn't like his hand was pinned against his body and took a helmet off of it in that particular play. So uh, we we did get the, the mic'd up confirmation that uh, there, there's no break in the hand or anything like that should be good to go. Something to watch, though, for Tyreek, although he seemed to catch the ball just fine. Uh, I always love the in-look at the practices and seeing the dynamic with Tua Tungabaloa and Mike McDaniel and them talking about the rate and timing of routes and progressions and understanding if it's this kind of scenario you have this kind of timing, and if it's not, then you have that kind of timing. It's all very fascinating, and I don't want to paraphrase or directly quote. I, uh, I would like them to have uh, whatever that exchange was that was clear to be put on Hard Knocks, uh, to be included. Get a chance to hear from Tua tonga Valoa and, and talk about um, his experiences as the quarterback of his team. You heard from Mike McDaniel and how serious he takes the journey of players. We heard from Coach Camp. Uh, which might've been one of my favorite highlights. He talked about the universal language that is butt kicking. And once again, um, because it is on HBO, I'm paraphrasing for coach camp, but uh, uh, talked a little bit about effort and strain and how, if you channel yourself properly, uh, there's no nothing this Dolphins team can't do. And it was kind of one of those run through the wall type of moments uh, that kind of got my juices flowing a little bit. And I, I, I've had an appreciation for Coach Camp. Coach, uh, he's been with this Dolphins team for several seasons. He survived several significant coaching changes between Brian Flores and then Josh Boyer. He's been here through all of it. I think that bodes well for him, extremely well for him. Uh, and, and his long term outlook as an NFL coach, I think there's a pretty high ceiling there. He actually got interviewed for the team by the defensive coordinator position when Josh Boyer was relieved of his duties at the end of last season. Um, other than that, I'm excited for some individual players to get their shine. Now, this this one was really about the centerpiece personalities. It was about Mike and Tua and Tyreek Hill. Of course, there's the Nacho Gate, uh, Tyreek Hill's wife up in the stands with Tyreek's mom. They score. She celebrates, puts her hands up. The guy behind her goes to stand up. He's got nachos in his hand. And as he stands up, her hands come back and knock the nachos over, and it falls over Tyreek's wife and Tyree's mom. Um, the, the debates on social about Guilty Party there is quite funny, but every, I thought everybody was super cool about it, which was nice. You know, Tyreek's mom and, and Tyreek's wife were both super cool about it. He was super apologetic about it. Uh, this is just kind of one of those, those funny um, unseen elements. Uh, one thing that's usually also unseen, but we got a little bit of a chance to see, Dolphins' locker room after the win. I really enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed the dynamic of seeing those guys and Tua going up to the guys, saying he needs to be better. Taking accountability for the the errors that the team uh, had throughout the course of the game, um, seeing the the environment in the locker room after win, I thought that was a really cool behind the scenes look as well. So I'll I'll certainly be plugged in with Hard Knocks. It, it's going to run as long as the Dolphins go, which I think is a unique layer. If the Dolphins make a playoff run, HBO may may be there. I hope that's the case. I hope we get many 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 more weeks of Hard Knocks uh, for the Miami Dolphins. It's going to do it for us here on this episode of Locked On Dolphins, however. Hope you guys enjoy your day. We have Crossover Thursday tomorrow. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make it a great rest of your day. I'm Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, and I'm out of here. Fins up.
0: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.